everybody. You're listening to episode 33 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, my pal DeQuincy. Hello, people. Welcome to all our new fans following us on Twitter for the very first time. Hey, how do you like that? Yeah. Welcome to Twitter for you. Only took like three months of peer pressure to get you to do it. Oh, it's taken a lot longer than that, man. It's been a it's been a long time coming, but uh, we're. I had to jump on the bandwagon to uh, to help promote this show and uh, what you know what we do. So um, it's a, a necessary evil, I guess, in this case. Uh, so there's a lot going on this week, um, all over the sports world. But I think the thing that's really stood out the most is. This crazy continuing baseball offseason. The MLB hostel has gone whoa, crazy, crazy. I mean, copyright Matthew Berry. Yeah. It has not stopped since since uh, free agency started uh-huh. uh, back in November. We, I mean, how many transactions did we see? How many trades did we see go down this week? I mean, the weeks. Oh wow! As far as trade transaction, I'm putting the under over at twenty, and I'm taking the over. It's been ridiculous. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't think I've seen this much activity in one off season, uh, at least in maybe ten years, man. It's it's been it's been nonstop. Yeah, you you go to sleep, you wake up, something's happened overnight. You go to dinner with your friends and then come back and get on Twitter and something's you happened. missed everything. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind, um, and really, you know, the main Kickstarters, I guess, if you want to want to jump into it, uh, this the, is this is the Kickstarter. This is yeah. what burst the dam. And really, you know, we're going to talk about this this particular transaction leading off, but it's also going to tie into the team as well as a whole, as uh, they've made several transactions already during the offseason. Um, some interesting moves, and, and so what we're going to do is uh, go through these teams that have made some big standout uh, trades and signings, uh, give them our grades, and, and give them our grades, like, see, you know, what we think. Because uh, I have a lot to say about... Uh, all of these teams, really. I, think. Uh, I know you do. I think so. I should have. So. Oh, I have some things to say, too. All right, so let's go. Let's start off with the uh, contract that started all the crazy fanatic signings <laughs> last week. Uh, John Lester, sorry, signed by Chicago Cubs, six years, $155 million, with a seventh year at a $25 million vesting option or a $10 million buyout. Wow. So at the least, he's going to get what's that? Six years, one hundred sixty-five million with the buyout. Yeah, I mean it's okay. Here's what I think. All right, go um, ahead. Is it me, or am I crazy? Or yes, I continue. Well, <laughs> am I crazy? Is it me, or is it? Am I the only one that thinks it's kind of a crazy idea to give six-year deal to a guy who's going to be 31 before the season starts. No, I'm with you. I, I 100% agree. Giving that, I'm okay with the money. It's just the length of the deal. At the end of the year, at the end of the contract, he'll be 37 years old. Um, and, you know, father time is undefeated. Yeah, of course. And you know, fastball wears down. Your, your curve isn't that sharp. Your breaking ball, your other breaking ball pitches aren't as good. I'm, I really don't like giving contracts like this to guys over the age of thirty. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> look, Lest and, and let's be honest. I mean, I think it's safe to say that Lester's best dominant days are behind him. You really think so? Um, he might have a couple more good because days. remember, I know that we're kind of 
sound like we're kind of talking mad about him, but he is moving from the American League to the National League. That'll help him. You know what? That's true. Um, and this is a winnable division, not this year, but soon. <coughs> soon with that Cubs team. Um, I, you know what? You're, you're actually right. I will have to reconsider. How much would you have given John Lester? John, man, I would have given him a four-year... What are we looking at? Four years, a hundred and what? Thirty million? I would have gone five years, one hundred and forty. I wouldn't have gone any further than five. Because he he would still be thirty six. I mean, that's we still don't see very many thirty six year old dominant pitchers like these days. I mean, five years ago we were seeing that, and you know, a lot of various reasons, right? (coughs) And you had guys who were pitching into the forties who were dominating. Roger Clemens comes to mind for very again various reasons, but more and more, if you look at the older pitchers, you you see, I think the more common type of pitcher you'll see going forward, uh, as long as the game is taking care of some dirty, you know, some taking care of some dirty laundry from the past, mm-hmm. you're looking at guys, you're looking going to look at like uh, a Jamie Moyer type pitcher, pitchers that you know if they do last that long, you know. It's their late thirties and into their forties. Uh, you're not going to see Randy Johnson uh, dominating age in you know in his, in his late thirties. Um, I don't think those. I don't think pitchers are built for that anymore. And that's why all these guys are getting locked up in their twenties because you want to get the best. You want to hang on to them for as long as you can while they're really good. And then you know, hopefully, some will take them off your hands when. As soon as they hit, you know, thirty-two or thirty-three, the Yankees are always there. Yeah. Um, what does it say about the Cubs? Because I feel like the, this is the Cubs taking that shot, shot across the bowl. They're saying we're ready con- to contend. This is their ace. They're ready to battle for possibly a wild card this year. I think it's conce- I think, I think it's conceivable that they could contend for a wild card. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to go as far as saying that they will make the playoffs this year. I think they're still a ways off, um, but they've got the right. They've got the manager, the guy that everybody loves, that everybody wants Joe to Madden. play for, Joe Madden. Um, they've got a young core of offensive players. They've got, like I said, you know, they've got their ace, and their pitching wasn't that bad last year. They had some surprises with Arietta, uh, who was brilliant for most of the year. Um, and then they re-signed. Well, actually, we'll talk about the, uh, the the move in a bit. Let's just go to that one right now. Well, they re-signed Jason Hamill. Yeah, Jason Hamill's two years, twenty million dollars, with a third-year team option, ten million or ten million dollars buyout. Yeah, um, he's also what in his late twenties, probably 30, 30, I believe. So he's he's thirty, um, and that's not a bad deal for him. I mean, it's it's a two-year gamble. By that time, you imagine that they will have. Uh, develop some other pitchers, or are going to make a, another big splash next year. I'm sorry, Hamels is 32. He'll be 32 when the season starts. Okay, well, but a two-year deal for that guy isn't too bad. I think it's it's manageable, you know. To it's not going to kill you in the long haul. Absolutely. Um, and if if he can pitch as well as he was when he was with the Cubs next year, then that's a pretty. It's a decent rotation. It's not good enough to beat the Cardinals right now. It's not good enough to beat, um, I would say, the Pirates' young team. I think the Pirates have enough young, you know. The Pirates and the Cubs are actually pretty comparable if you think about it because they have a a group of young, you know, 
a core group of young offensive players that um, that they're locking up, that they're making sure you know are, are getting regular playing time. Um, and pitching is kind of that weakness that they both are. The the Pirates are a notch above them, I would say, even with the Lester signing, because they do have the young guys, you know, in their in their farm system uh, that the Cubs don't have on the pitching side. I I would agree with you, except for the fact that I am much more confident that the Cubs will go out there and spend the money on pitching, and while the Pirates won't. Well, no, that's a given. I, I mean, I, so if you were asking me who I think will go further in the next five years, I pick the Cubs because I feel like they're um, what looking for. Their salary cap is basically limitless. Right. Um, I agree, but like right now, like for the next year, two years at the most, it's uh, I still see the Pirates, you know, um, going over the the Cubs. <coughs> oh, really? <laughs> I smell a bet coming, but that'll be another time. Um, so, well, once the season gets closer, once we see how the rosters are shaping up, because. We can make, you know, let's not make any bets tonight mm-hmm. because for all we know, the guys that we're betting on could get traded in the next 72 hours. You just never know. That's the true. way this offseason has been going, Whoa, crazy, crazy. guys are going, are, you know, getting traded and signing left and right. So uh, there's no end in sight at, at the moment, it seems like. Okay, um, let's go back to the Lester deal. Uh, we didn't get our, give our grades for it. How would you grade it? You know, as down as I am on six years, I still gave it a B because, I mean, he is a number one pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a frontline star for a team, you know, and he's going to, you know, like you said, a, uh, a, a division that isn't, you know, challenged by the designated <coughs> hitter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say a weaker division or a weaker uh, league because you can say a weaker hitting league. I mean, the pitcher compared to the DH is no contest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and he's going to a winnable division. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, uh, an eventual winnable division. Because right now, the, that his team is not built to win right now. Um, until they add maybe another another secondary pitcher uh, to their staff. Really? I'm thinking about that team right now in that division, and all I can I think they're second to the Cardinals, and that's it. I think the third. Too. I think it goes Cardinals right now, this season and next season. Because, like I said, five years from now, I agree. But right now, I would go Cardinals, Pirates, Cubs. <coughs> we disagree on that. Okay. I don't. I'm not the high as the Pirates as you are. Um, for the Leicester contract, gave it a B plus. They got their ace. They got the number one. Even though they had to pay a slight premium to get him. Yeah. Um, for the Jason Hamill contract, uh, I gave it a C plus. 32 years old. I mean, it's not a bad deal, but it's not gonna. It's it's not a game changer, um, and it's a guy that had some success with the team. You know, this is a guy that had success with with the Cubs last year, uh, which you know is always worth taking a shot at again. Um, but you know, it, it's it wasn't anything too shocking. I would say. Um, I gave that B as well. I mean, like I said, he's 32 years old, but the Cubs know what they're getting out of him. They had him last year for a portion of the year, so he's a known uh, commodity. So they know, like I said, they know they're getting. There's no downside. I want to go to the trade Chicago and Arizona made. Sure. All right. So the Cubs get catcher Miguel Montero, and Arizona gets prospect Zach Godley and Jefferson Mejia. Both those are pitchers. 
okay, so I think the Cubs made out huge in this deal because you, you we've no already idea, said because you have no idea who got Leo Mejia. Yeah, I mean we've, we've made it clear, and most people who follow baseball have made it clear that the Cubs, as as seemingly great as their their uh, farm system is, it's all because of position players. Yeah. I don't, you know, you could name five recognizable, you know, position players in their top ten. Um, then I, I couldn't I couldn't even name one pitcher. That's, or catcher. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I forgot his name actually. So I, I'll, yeah, I'll say catcher. Um, but he was drafted this year, mm-hmm. uh, and he hits really well. They say. But for right now, Montero is a guy who can hit. He's got some pop in his bat. I mean, he hits um, for a decent average. He hits what double digit home runs, which. You know, it's not all about home runs. It's not all about RBI these, anymore these days. I get it. But you still don't see a lot of catchers that hit for double digits. You know, it's it's not rare, but it's 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 tougher for the for a catcher because the catcher has so much to deal with outside of hitting. Yes, sir. And um, for the catcher, it's like the shortstop. You like having the offense there, but you're more concerned about his defense. Right. And Montero, for all the, all the ratings he gets, he's a pretty good uh, pitch framer, he, uh, game caller. So hopefully, you know, the young pitchers that they have, like, uh, who were you talking about? Arietta? Arietta, yeah. And uh, they have one other guy. Named Travis Steve. Wood. Travis Wood, that's the one I could yeah. think about. Um, he'll be yeah. able to get there under control and calm down because he's a good defensive catcher. And Kendrick. As well, uh, Kendrick. Who was Kendrick? Yeah, he's. I think he's pretty young. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks. Yeah, he is twenty-five. Good lord, they still have Edwin Jackson on this team. Last year went sixteen. I'm sorry, six and fifteen last year with an ERA of six point three three. Well, they are paying a lot of money. They are paying a lot. How much is this contract? I think it was like four and forty. Four years, fifty-two million. Fifty-two million. Wow, off by twelve though. I think they still have two more years left on that. Wouldn't surprise yes. me. <laughs> two more years and eleven million apiece. <coughs> They're gonna have to eat that as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, so overall, how do you feel about Chicago? Their off season. It's been a great off season. I mean, you know, aside from six years, <laughs> I think it's been a great off season. You know, they've. They've improved their pitching. Uh, they got a premium, well, above average catcher, mm-hmm. something that most teams don't have. You know, that's it was kind of shocking to to not that he got that he was traded from the Diamondbacks, but that you know a any like above average catcher was traded. Oh, I'm sorry, we didn't grade that trade. What would you grade it for both teams? I I gave the Cubs a B minus on that one. B minus. I yeah. gave him a B. Why the B minus? Um, because he is what? How old is he? Montero. Oh lord, let me go find him. I lost him again. He's. I think he's in his late twenties. Um, back on fan grass we go. Give me a moment. Keep sure. And you know he. He's not a game changer either. Completely. I mean, well, I take that back. Actually, he could be at least on the defensive side. Um, but he's not going to be a game changer offensively either. Um, so it's uh, he is thirty one years old. Okay, so and his age as well. That's another reason that I gave it a B minus because 
he's getting up there, those knees are going to start giving, you know, giving way pretty soon, you know, in a couple of years. Um, For Arizona? I don't know. Because I don't know who these guys are. I, I, that's why I gave it a C, because you don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I love the prospect list, and I like... I look through all the up and comers. It really helps for fantasy baseball. But yeah. I have no idea who either one of these guys are. Mm-hmm. And Chicago has one of the deepest um, prospects list in the game, and I couldn't name these guys from my lineup. Not at all. Yeah, it's um, it's a great deal for the Cubs for sure. And maybe Diamondbacks can do something with these guys that the Cubs weren't able to. to to get their names recognized, <laughs> you know. I know. I mean, there are two pitchers that are eventually going to be pitching in Chase Field, which is where home runs go to be born. So, yeah. good luck with that. Um, let's see. We're done with the Cubs. Moving on to the next team on the list, the Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins. How, how, do, you, how do you like this? We're starting off a, a show where we're talking about the Cubs and the Marlins. That's a sign that the times are changing in baseball, that things are looking looking upward for these uh, disastrous teams over the past few years. I, I like it. And, and I wanted to talk about the Marlins because right, you were heavy-hearted on the, on the Marlins. You love the Marlins. I was. And, and here's why. Uh, well, you know, let's, let's talk about the trades. Which one you want me to do first? The Marlins-Dodgers or the Marlins-Rains? Let's talk about the Marlins-Dodgers. Okay. Marlins-Dodgers trade. So the Marlins are going to get second baseman D. Gordon, pitcher Dan Heron, um, pitcher Miguel Rojas, a player to be named later or cash. And going the other way, Dodgers got Enrique Hernandez, um, old Astro legend, quote-unquote. Kiki uh, Hernandez. Kiki Hernandez. Pitcher Chris Hatcher and catcher Austin Barnes. They also got pitcher Andrew Heaney and then turned around and traded him. But we'll talk about that later. Right. All right, go ahead. Give me love for your, your, um, your Marlins. Look, Heron is old. I get it. There's rumors he might retire. Uh, that could change my grade if that's the case. <laughs> I mean, right now the Marlins feel very confident they can keep him, but mm-hmm. there have been feelers out there that he might just retire. And that would be tough to see. Um, but, you know, when, when your body tells you it's time to, to call it a day, you got to listen to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but barring barring any setbacks like that, retirement, uh, retirement, um, Injuries going into the season. I like Heron tr- being traded to the Marlins, even though he is old. He's not. Uh, I don't think you know he's going to be a very under the radar kind of guy on that team. Um, oh, that that other teams will look at. I mean, he'll be, but he'll be that veteran presence for a, ro- a, a very young rotation. Um, and Gordon. Why not read it that? Miguel Rojas is an infielder. He's not a pitcher. Sorry, excuse me. Okay. D. Gordon led the league in stolen bases last year. Uh, uh, stolen bases some teams, I can mention. The Marlins. By <coughs> like two stolen bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he can obviously get on base. And if he does get on base, he's an instant threat. And you hope. What if last year was just the outlier year? It doesn't happen again. Well, then you know, you're always taking a gamble. You're always yeah. taking a gamble with any player, really. I mean, there's... Outside of Mike Trout and <laughs> and maybe Miguel Cabrera uh, and a handful of others, you know, a small handful mm-hmm. of others, you're not you're not guaranteed anything from these guys, yeah. from any athlete. I, I, <coughs> you, have, you, you take a risk every day, really, with these guys. Um, and then to go along with the second trade that they made, 
uh, with the Reds, these are the type of moves that, again, bring veteran presence to a young rotation that can eat up innings you know, while they're waiting for uh, Jose Fernandez mm-hmm. to come back from the DL from Tommy John surgery. That evil man, Tommy John, yeah. he has destroyed this industry. Oof, boy. It sure sounds like um, he's progressing. He's doing well in his rehab. He mm-hmm. is on track to miss maybe the first what two months of the season, I which, believe, which is not bad for a guy recovering from Tommy John surgery. Which is probably what you want him to sit out a little while, while you let him recover. Because how many innings do you think he's going to pitch next year? Maybe 140, 160? Yeah, I would say that's probably that's usually the the standard procedure, um, but. You've got you've added two veteran veterans to a, to a young rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a speedster who can who can fit in with that lineup. That lineup is young and dynamic as well. Or has the potential to be very dynamic going forward. Um, and these these moves coincide with the fact that you are now playing in a in a more winnable division than most people are willing to give credit. I think the problems that the Nationals are going to face during this upcoming season with trying to work out and negotiate contract extensions with Jordan Zimmerman, with Bryce Harper, and... Uh, They're not going to get a contract extension with Bryce Harper. And, I can tell you that already. He's a board client. He's going to make it a free agent. Doug Fister. Guys that are, are going... are soon to be due... Contract, you know, there there should be in the middle of contract negotiations. Uh, you know, all the talk is going to be, well, they're going to trade these guys. Are they going to get, you know, who uh, we we've just heard that, you know, X, Y, and Z team are talking and trying to, you know, make a deal with these guys. So there's going to be a lot of outside, you know, interference more so than than that team has seen in a while. Um, even with all the Bryce Harper, Matt Williams drama from last year. Uh, that's, and that's always going to be there as well. The Braves, that's a team that's in flux, I think. With their Building rotation. for 2017, baby. Yeah. The Mets are going to have a great pitching rotation, mm-hmm. but they still have the offense. Uh, the Phillies. When you sign Michael Kodaya for two years, <laughs> give up your uh, first-round pick. No, I, I can't believe in you. I'm sorry. I have no faith in your front office. The Phillies are the Phillies. You know, it is what it is. Time to burn that to the yeah. ground. And suddenly you have a team in Miami that has the superstar power hitter that does it all, who can lead an offense, and you're putting guys around him that are young, um, that are opening, you know, that people are starting to open their eyes to. Uh, it's the exact opposite of how they did when they went out and signed um, Reyes and Burns. Reyes and Burns. They're building with cheap, controllable players. Right. And try to blossom into a playoff team like they did when they won the World Series uh, many moons ago. And you've added two pitchers that aren't dominant, mm-hmm. but are good enough to to bolster the rotation and and be contenders, at least for a wild card spot, maybe a division. I think, again, the division is, is a lot more winnable than people um, are led to believe. Because, it, it, you know, all you hear is, oh, the Nationals are going to, you know, they're going to dominate year in and year out. But they're getting to that point where their guys are are there, and their contract situations are going to start causing more headaches than than they're you know they're used to. Let's be honest, the Nationals are still the best team in that division. I would I would agree with that for sure. But 
with all the distractions that are you know certain to, to pop up during the season. Do you think contracts are really that big a distraction? Yeah. For who? Everyone involved. The team, the players. I don't think it's good. It's a distraction for the players. If you just keep playing like you're going to play, you're going to get paid somewhere. Yeah, but you never know if you're getting shipped out that night. If you're going to wake up and you're getting shipped out one day. So, and we've seen players that have come out and said, yeah, it's a distraction. Because I don't know, you know, uh, guys have said, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <coughs> one day I'm here and I could very well be here, not be here the next day. I, I and, and it's, you know, I don't know. It, it's hard to, to focus. And players have said that it's hard to focus in the past. And it's and it's not going to change. I think it's not every not everybody's affected by it. <laughs> Not every single player, but I think there's going to be players on that team that will be affected. You just go out, play a game, and make your money. Right. Um, well, that's the only way to do it, but, you know, uh, history has shown that it doesn't always happen. Matt talked about the second trade that the Marlins made with the Reds for Matt Latos going to the Marlins. In return, the Reds get, get pitcher Anthony De... Oh, Lord. Shuffalini? Scaffolini, sorry. And catcher Chad Wallach. Well, Scaffolini, the Scaffolini and um, Haney, who we said we'll talk about later, um, two of their higher-ranked pitching prospects. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Um, They they got a taste of the majors this past season. Did Haney come up? Yeah, he was up for a few few weeks. I wonder who fancy team he was on. <laughs> I kept him on the bench for uh, up until those three starts, that, three or four starts that he made, and it was time to go. Cut him loose. But um, I can't wait for fantasy baseball to come back. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know, the Latos deal is, I like it because he's a proven pitcher. I mean, he was hurt last year. I get that. You know, I hear that a lot, that he's always quote-unquote hurt. But here's his innings pitch. 2010, 184. 2011, 194. 2012, 209. 2013, 210. And last year was the first year he was actually really hurt. Right. And he still pitched 100 innings. So I don't know why he gets his hurt label from. Uh, but look at the years that he's ha- that he had in San Diego. Look at the first couple of years that he had with with Cincinnati. Um, you know, he was a guy that when when it was when he was paired with Petey, mm-hmm. a lot of folks in San-, in San Diego, a lot of folks were like, "Man, this this has the makings of being a really great rotation uh-huh. with those two guys." You know, so they've they've all gone their separate ways since then. Um, but he's a guy that, especially when when Fernandez gets back. Automatically becomes a pretty good solid number two starter. You're holding on to that Fernandez. Oh, got to. <laughs> uh, great trade, Marlins and Reds. Marlins and Reds. Uh, I give it a B because you got a, you got a uh, you know a proven major league ready starter, mm-hmm. um, and the whole winnable division. I think he's gonna he'll thrive in the division. Hopefully, uh, well, I th- I'm confident that he'll thrive in that division. Mm-hmm. It's a great defense as well that he's playing behind. So that's. Uh, as long as he keeps you know, his fly balls down, or, uh, then you know he's got a chance. Um, and then, what, what did you get uh, for the Marlins side of this trade? I gave him a B plus. Again, Latos, I think he's a really good number two. Mm-hmm. Um, probably be their ace until their quote unquote ace until um, Jose comes back, which is fine. I mean, yeah, for, for, for two one. months, no problem. At all. Yeah. 
just really hope that uh, when uh, Fernandez comes back, Fernandez, Fernandez, I always mix up his name. Fernandez. Fernandez. When yeah. he comes back, you know, he relies on his slider a lot, a lot. So hopefully he'll have be able to trust him on to throw that pitch. That is his out pitch. Yeah. Um, as far as the Reds for the trade, I gave it a C. Again, prospects. You never know how they're going to pan out, even though uh, the pitcher, what was it again? Jay Scaffolini. Jay Scaffolini. He's one. He's a top-ranked pitcher. You still don't know how they're going to turn out. Yeah, I mean, at this point, a team like the Reds, they're, they're obviously looking to, to retool and, and start looking to the future. Um, you know, because they, they still owe Vato a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, and he's, started, he's been breaking down mm-hmm. for a while now. Uh, Cueto is going to be due quite a bit of money, uh, so you have to decide what to do with that guy. Especially for a mid-market team like Cincinnati is. Yep, Jay Money's, Bruce will be yeah. due. Um, An extension. Yep, and the emergence of Todd Frazier, that's mm-hmm. going to complicate things as well. And their catcher, uh, Mazzarocco. Yes. He's come out of nowhere. Absolutely. Um, so what did you give the Reds? Sorry. Uh, I would give it a C plus. Okay. Yeah, I mean, pitching prospects are always nice. You have to like the... The, the chance, you know, or the, taking the chance on these guys. Uh, but it's but they're not going to impact the team this year, so really can't. I really don't think you can go any higher than a C plus. Let's go back to the... Um, unless they were to get... Unless you're getting, like, a number one top pitching prospect or prospect overall. You know? He might become one. Uh, yeah. Back to the Marlins Dodgers trade. How do you rate those? Uh, the trade that the Dodgers... Or the, uh, the grade I give the Dodgers probably is... C plus as well. I mean, it's a lot of prospects. There's a lot of players involved, um, and they got rid of an older pitcher and you know a younger guy that, like I said, had one has had one great season. Mm-hmm. A couple <coughs> of good years before that in Gordon. Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still he's still he steals bases when he has the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, that's all you've got. That's all. This is the first year you actually put everything together. Right. Right. Uh, what do you give the Marlins? I give the Marlins a B as well, another B. Okay. Just because I like, well, uh, that's that's with the understanding that Heron doesn't retire. Doesn't retire. Um, if he does retire, or if he gets hurt, mm-hmm. or if he is hurt going into the season, then that changes. Uh, but clean slate, give it a B. It's a solid. It's a solid pickup for a team again that's adding another veteran, you know, rotation piece, and. Uh, a guy who can who can be an adequate second baseman and has the speed to to make things happen uh, for a a, a, blue, a blossoming offense. I give the Marlins a B plus. Um, again, on the condition that Heron actually pitches <laughs> and it doesn't decide to retire right. in two weeks, um, I think he'll be a perfect number three for this team. He's got the veteran Moxie, uh, and, and I have faith in D Gordon that last year wasn't just you know luck. He put it together. He'll probably never hit 300. He's probably around a 275, 280 sure. hitter. But if he can do that and steal you 70, 75 bases, that's your leadoff hitter right there. Absolutely. Um, and for the Dodgers, I gave them a B. Um, really, I upped their grade because of what they did with Andrew um, Haney. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, so you're looking big picture. Yeah. Um, the next trade over, but we'll talk about that when we get to the Dodgers. And you know, Kike Hernandez still has a place in my heart. Gotta love that name. Yeah. Um, you ready to go to the Dodgers? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, 
Let's not do that one. Let's do this one first. The big one. The one that's made all the headlines. Dodgers made a trade with the San Diego Padres. Dodgers received catcher Yasmani Grandal, pitcher Joe Whelan, and pitcher Zach Eflin. And the Padres got outfielder Matt Kemp, catcher Tim Federowitz, and sweetheart Cash. Yeah, quite a bit of cash. Mm -hmm. Um, (coughs) Where do you want to start? Start with the Padres. I feel like this is the only way the Padres can get a superstar that's not by draft. Because no one, I mean, no offense, San Diego, it's a beautiful place. No hitter signs there because of, what is it called? Um, basically, the, the, the Gulf Stream, it just knocks down home runs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why pitchers don't decide to go up there. The ERA would go up like a, a run. But then again, they are like, a, again, another mid-league team that doesn't really spend money. Right. They're starting to draft well, but... That's all they're relying on at this point. And, yeah, I mean, Kemp, that's the only way you're going to get this guy. I was kind of hoping he'd go to the Mariners just because, you know, I would like to see that team being built together. But it's with the Padres and who's on the, who else is on that roster? Who else? Is Carlos Quentin still there? Jerko? The guy gets hurt every year. Jerko, yeah, I mean, he's the guy they're looking to, you know, the power hitter of the future. Uh, especially for second, you know, Manning second or third, wherever he's at. But I know nothing of the Padres. Their games are on too late. I'm asleep by then. <laughs> uh, Steph Smith is he on the still on the team? Probably. Uh, they've got Yonder Alonso, uh, Kristen. I mean, these guys are not. These are all they're pieces. Not, they're not. They're not even like superstars. They're serviceable MLB players. They're they're not. They're not even impact players. No, they are not. I mean, Young Gervis Solarte was the the centerpiece <laughs> of the Chase Headley deal with the Yankees. Bell the ball. Yeah, and he didn't really do much. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you hope that those guys will be excited to be playing around a guy that has the potential to hit thirty home runs. Yeah, uh, you know who's who is a former All Star, Matt Kemp, and Matt Kemp, uh, you know former MVP runner up. Um, no, no player on the Padres with more than a hundred plate appearances hit over two seventy. That's rough. That is very scary for the, for uh, Kemp uh, and the Padres, who were, you know, who are now on the hook for what hundred million dollars. Something like that. I don't yeah. know how much it is. Because um, they got, what, 30, I think 31 million from the dollars. Oh, okay. And that's still 100 million. Wow. That's a lot of money. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I just had something on the. Oh, now the question is are the Padres getting the MVP runner up, Kemp, or are they getting the Matt Kemp that we saw in the past two years? Because that guy isn't worth $100 million. And even if he's hitting. He can't play center field anymore. Right. His injuries have sapped his speed. Speed when he's originally when he was playing center field for what four or five years ago, he never had the greatest reads. He was just fast enough to get to the ball. Mm-hmm. Now he's not fast enough. He's not fast enough. He's got to be in the corner. He's barely passable in the corner now. Yeah. I mean, so with him, you're just hoping for his back. And if he can. 
He had a good year. He had a good season last year. Yes. He got back on track. Second half, he was great. Yeah. If you get that guy, then that's a great trade. I think it's, uh, you know, he's obviously a, an impact player that uh, you hope has the attitude to help get the team better, you know, or make the team better, or you know, carry that. Uh, that mantle, like saying, "Okay, this is this is not my team. Like I have to carry this team forward." Uh, where with the Dodgers, he you know didn't have that burden. You know he could uh, share that with with other guys, with other established stars. Um, but he's going to a fresh team, man, that is pretty raw at this point. Um, but if you can get the what twenty five home runs, if you get him hit two seventy with twenty five home runs. And what eighty five RBIs? Not worth a hundred million, but it's it's it's, it's better closer. Than, it's better than what else the Padres have on the team. Right. <laughs> and so you're you know again having to pay uh, an extra premium for this guy. <coughs> um, let's go to the Dodgers. Uh, so what would you give the would you give the deal? Would you rate it? Oh, for the Padres, C minus. C minus. Wow. Like um, even if you get the good. Um, Matt Kemp, let's all accept that his 2000, what was it, 2011 season, that's not coming back. So he'll probably, be, he'll probably be around, two, like we said, 270, 25 home runs. That's an okay player. But when you add in his bad defense, mm-hmm. you're basically paying for his bat. And what happens yeah. if his bat starts to slow this year? Be looking for another taker. Yes. <laughs> um, paying a lot of money for... A hope that this guy's shoulder, what else he had, like knee, knee ankles, yeah. all that's healthy. And you don't get healthier when you're in your 30s. How old is he? He is 30. Yeah, he's exactly 30 right now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Man, that's a lot of money. I'll give it a, I'll give it a C plus. Um, because I think, you know, I, I, I'll have, I'll um, try and have faith that, that he'll, Continue on like with George Michael. You got eight. We'll continue on with. Uh, we'll we'll get the the Matt Kemp of the second half of last year over the Matt Kemp of the first half. <laughs> Matt Kemp of the past two years, right? Um, and then also you got to look at who they gave up, which impacts long term. Uh, Grandel was not necessarily a top prospect, but a guy that had people talking at one point, and then Wyland is. Was is one of their you know top prospects as well, um, but you know we can move on to the Dodgers now and look at it from their point of view. Did Grand- Grandall was he the one that got popped for a PED suspension last year? He was. Okay, good. I couldn't remember. Let's make it sure. Uh, let's see. What did he do last year? Two twenty five average, three twenty seven on base. Wow, that's pretty high. Four one slugging, fifteen home runs, forty nine RBIs. He's of course playing in Petco Park. <laughs> Your home runs aren't, aren't going to do much. Um, and considering that was in a, what one hundred twenty eight games, was it? Game, yeah, one hundred twenty eight. That's <coughs> not bad. That's kind of it's kind of tough to see you know let go for the Padres because um, ideally you'd probably want to pair him with Kemp in that lineup. Um, I like the deal for the, for the Dodgers uh, because Grandal has shown flashes of um, being an upper echelon catcher. Absolutely. 
And he's what, 25? He's 26. 26. And he's only counting for half a million dollars this year. Which you got to like also, any team, even if you're uh, yeah. a big spender like the, the Dodgers. Um, but I like, you know, Wyland as, as the, the piece in this deal because um, he was hurt, I believe, part of last year. I, I can't remember. But um, he was, you know, regarded as a, as a pretty decent prospect over the past few years. Did he play? Did he make his debut last year? I'll check. Because who did he play for them? Padres last year? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Did he make it, sir? Did he say yes or no? Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? But they're not the type of team that rushes these guys. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he, he pitched one, one game. Or no? Did he? I don't even see him on his list. Uh, third from the bottom. Oh, there he is. He pitched in one game. No, no, 11. I'm sorry, he won one game. Okay. Pitched 11 innings. Uh, pitched in four games, started two of them. He's a young starter. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what they you know drafted him for. ERA of 7.15. <laughs> that's only 11 innings. I know, still is. Can't jump to too big of a conclusion with that, but. You know, fun. Let me jump to my conclusion. He's terrible. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you give us? Uh, the great for the Dodgers? Um, I'll also give it a C plus. C plus. Wow. You just talked about Wilder and you're going to give it a C plus? Well, yeah, because he's still not that proven. I mean, anybody can be regarded in, as, as a prospect, but um, he's going to have a lot of pressure, I think, when he does eventually get called up. You think so? Yeah, I mean, he has to. He's, he's pitching in a rotation that includes two of the best pitchers in baseball. That's why I don't. I think there'll be little pressure on him. Well, not not pressure to. Um, I think there'd be more pressure if he was like on the Padres. He was forced to be their number one. Yeah. Here he's probably what the four five. Yeah, but you still want you, you want to win, no doubt. You want but, this guy to. There's not as much pressure as if he was in the Padres organization, and they expect him to be their ace. Now he can he can come in, he can be the number four, and he can just mature naturally instead of putting pressure on himself. And then very, and then very well could become an ace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Slow burn. Take it slow. <coughs> That's how you should do it, man. Uh, let's go next one. Dodgers trade with the Angels. A little L.A. loving. Uh, second baseman, Howie Kendrick going to the Dodgers. And pitcher, Andrew Heaney, who the Dodgers just got from the Marlins trade to the Angels. Uh, Dodgers get their replacement for D. Gordon. They get a player that they've been um, looking at and trying to trade for for about two years now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an interesting deal, I think. I mean... Where you could have been, it would have been nice to just keep hanging. It would have, uh, but you, like you said, I wasn't aware that they had been kind of they've had their they've, eye on him yeah, for a they've while. Been converting him. They've been looking for him. He's a guy that doesn't have a lot of pop. He's a pretty good defender. Um, he is used to playing around superstars, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's like <laughs> you I don't know. Like, over here. I mean, I kind of liked. The Dodgers infield this past season mm-hmm. compared to what they're going with this season. Uh, you know, like Hanley and D combo. Um, 
Obviously, Hanley has his deficiencies and is older. And that's and why I like the cotton bowl they have now better. <laughs> uh, but you're you're still giving up, you know, quite a bit of offense. I think going into it, um, which compared to what Hendrick compared to. Yeah, because you're going to get. I mean, if you compare Kendrick to Gordon, obviously it's an upgrade. But overall, if you were to, because now they're they're infield is Kendrick and Jimmy Rollins, Rollins, who the Dodgers traded with the Phillies. We don't right. know what they what prospects they got. We just know they're allegedly two pitching prospects. So their double play combination will be Rollins and, and Howie Kendrick. Rollins is even older than. Than Hanley. Yes, but he is a better defensive shortstop. All the metrics and all the scouts will tell you that. Sure, sure. But again, you're still, I think you're still giving up quite a bit of offense. Um, a lot of speed, that's for sure. Yeah, you're giving up a lot of speed. Um, so I'm not too, I'm not too, like, excited about this uh, combo going into the season. Um, but, you know, Kendrick is, is a quality major league Second baseman, so mm-hmm. that's good for him, you know. And if this is a guy that they've been coveting, then good for them too. What would you give both the Dodgers Angels trade and the Dodgers Philly trade? Let's put them together. Um, Dodgers Angels, I'll give it a C plus, just because you um, know Kendrick is is okay. I mean, he's not he's not my favorite second baseman in the world, mm-hmm. um, and I would probably give the. Dodgers Phillies deal a C just because J-Roll fans. Well, no, just for the Dodgers, I would give it to the Dodgers because I don't know. We don't know what the Phillies got. Okay. Um, uh, sure, we should. But a C for the you know you get J-Roll. He's what 36, 37. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's at the end of the rope. And um, we all will be one day. You're right. So I can't be too excited about that. Um, but with the what the Angels got back in the deal with the Dodgers, I, I like as well. I, mm-hmm. I would give that probably a B minus because Haney is has the stuff to be really good um, and can probably maybe come in as a fifth starter, you know, some sometime down the line. Uh, and then you know they got a lot of like, you know, they got a bunch of prospects, not a bunch, but a, a nice return of prospects. So. I'm gonna go team by team. Sure. The Phillies, I gave a B plus, except that it's time for rebuild. <laughs> yes, been saying okay. this for what, a year now. Dodgers B plus again. Jimmy Rollins. I mean, they're gonna take a hit offensively, but defensively, he's much better than Ramirez ever was. Uh, for the Dodgers Angels trade, I gave A's to both of them. Really? The Dodgers get the man they wanted and a good player to replace D Gordon, who's probably who is more consistent, and the Angels get another starter for that rotation. That they need. Yeah. I see. <coughs> okay. Yeah, that's one of those trades where everybody shakes hands, everybody walks away happy. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, that's it. That's a great trade. That's I like that. Um, last thing for the Dodgers, Bradley McCarthy signed four years, $48 million. I don't know what that's about. We're getting all the pitching. I mean, $48 million. This is what happens when you have money ball with actual money. Yep. He'll be there number three? No. Four? four? Who's the third starter? Uh, the Korean guy. Oh, Ru. Young Jung Ryu. It's spelled like the Street Fighter name. It's not pronounced like Street Fighter name. We've been through this. 
It's rude. rude. Uh, whatever. Fine. Yes. How dare people want their name pronounced like they want it, Albert? What if he wants his name is pronounced? What if he wanted his name is pronounced like the Street Fighter? Character. They come out and say it with your translator in front of the media. <laughs> That's simple. So he four years, forty eight million dollars for your number four starter. I believe McCarthy is oh two thirty two. All these cool guys again. Has a history of concussions. Well, that one concussion. That one concussion. But one is enough to do a lifetime's worth of damage. One is not a uh, a history. Which is no, it's not a history, but it's enough to do a good amount of damage. <coughs> but he did pitch very well uh, down the stretch with the Yankees when he got traded. Man, he yes. was a really good pitcher. Um, and you got to like that prospect of... Of him handling the New York market or whatever, uh, high pressure team, high pressure town or whatever. He's playing in front of a much better defensive um, in the field. That's true. That's Who's true. the Dodgers' third baseman? Uh, Wander Uribe. Oh God! Yeah. How are you giving all this money to everybody? You can't find someone to upgrade from Wander Uribe. That's what I've been wondering since the day they signed Wander Uribe. So, Brandon McCarthy, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, give it a C. He's 32 years old. It's a four-year deal. Uh, <coughs> it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I give it a B. You know why? Because well, not my money. Dodgers have money to blow. For a four-starter, for a guy who played so well in New York last year, once the Yankees allowed him to play, um, pitches cutter, but the Diamondbacks were... Uh, worried that he would, hurt, he would hurt himself with it. Playing against that defense, that lineup, I like it. And plus, you know, you're playing in Dodger Stadium, which is one of the mm, top five pitcher park. Yeah, probably. It's, I mean, it's always it's always up there. Hmm. Let's see, who's in the, the NLS? It's the Dodgers, the Padres, the Rockies. Giants. The Giants. And the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks. So that's three hitter, three pitching parts, three hitter park. Okay. <coughs> All right. Next song, we're going, we're cleaning out the socks. <laughs> well, how long have we been going? Quite a while. 50 minutes. Should we keep going or do you want to? I think we keep going. Oh. Okay. Well, it's going to be like, an, I don't know how long people are going to sit here for. <laughs> it's going to be like an hour and 20 minutes. All right. Start with the White Sox. White Sox traded with the Athletics, getting pitcher Jeff Samarja and Michael Yona, and trading away infielder Marcus Seaman, pitcher Chris Bassett, catcher Josh uh, Fagley, and infielder Rangel Ravio. Ravi Ravillo. Canyonero. <laughs> I like the deal for the White Sox. <laughs> I mean, can I just get my grade right now? Hey, you got one of the best pictures available on the market. Really didn't seem like you gave up that much to get him. No. Um, I know you want to rant about the athletics, so go ahead. Well, no, I, I gave it a B plus. Um, just because... For who, the White Sox? Yeah, for White okay. Sox. Um, which, you know, big difference between A and B plus or whatever. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like the pairing. I mean, I like the pairing of Samarja and Sale. Sale. I mean... And um, Quintana. That's true. He had a good year as well. Um, you know, they get... Man, they basically now have a 1A and 1B type situation, I think. 
going into the season. Uh, or, well, yeah, I guess. I think you could say 1A and 1B. But Tamar Jonathan would be the B. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so you got a lefty-righty combo. Uh, a guy who is pitching in a... With the exception of the Tigers, I think a pretty winnable division. I was just going to say, this no longer seems like it's just the Tigers division anymore. Like well, the, I feel like the White Sox can make him some noise. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I get, get what you're saying. Because um, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know how Kansas City's going to respond to their magical run, uh, especially with the players that they're losing. Uh, so I think it's... It's a better chance... They just, White Sox have a better chance to get back into contention than they have in the past couple of years, I would say. I think so, because uh, I think the Royals, of course, will take a step back from their losses. And the Tigers, Miggy's a year older. He seems like he's breaking down right now. Yep. Um, do you think J.D. Martinez is going to continue his magical run from last year? <laughs> it, um, I kind of hope not, because and, they would kill the Astros. Yeah. <clears throat> sure, do you think Scherzer's coming back? I don't know. We, we will talk about that. We will talk about that in the next one. And um, Verlander, do you see him turning back the clock and get to Verlander mode? Oh, boy. Exactly. Yeah, it's looking pretty rough. I mean, even as bad as Verlander was last year, there were still some games where he looked like the good Verlander. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's going to be back 24-7, or, or is this going to be more of the bad? Yeah. That's, that's I can see. I can really can see the, the White Sox intending for the title this year. Sure, sure. That doesn't mean like the White Sox are going to be good. I just think the the entire division is going to be hovering around eighty five wins. That's a fair estimate. That's what I was thinking as well. Somewhere in the mid eighties. Um, I don't like it when we agree. Oh. <laughs> uh, as for the A's, is that the tightest division that we're looking at right now? The tightest division, I think. Okay, uh, the hardest division is the AL West. Yeah. Uh, AL Central. I guess. I guess you could say it's the the tightest. Division. No, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying for the, the listener. I'm not saying it's going to be the best division. I just think it's going to be the division where everybody's going to be so close together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you look at the you look at the standings from last year, they were they were the tightest division in baseball because the Royals were only a game back. The Indians were five games back. When you look at the Pirates and Brewers in the NL Central, were two and what eight, eight games. Yeah. And NL West six and seventeen. NL East seventeen games back. I mean, yeah, I think though that'll that'll you know stay true going into next year. The AL Central um, not being anybody's division, but uh, three out of the five teams, I think. Three out of five teams. No faith in the Indians. I can see all four of those teams battling it out, and like the Twins lucking so into it. I, the I Twins next year could be like the Twins could be vastly improved and only win like five extra games. I could see it come down between the Tigers, Indian Indians, and White Sox. I don't have as much faith in, in the, Royals. the Royals. Oh, okay. Just because of everything they lost, everything they've lost. Um, how they'll respond to the fact that they had a magical season last this past season. Um, you just don't know how how that's going to go down. Wait, back to the trade. I'm sorry, I get you off topic. Sure, sure. Um, talk about the A's. I know you. I don't know what to think about this team anymore because here I was been saying, yeah, man, the AL Central or the 
AL West is like the toughest, the toughest division in baseball. Uh, look at the A's. Look at what the A's have. Look at the Angels. The, the Mariners are on the up and up. Rangers are going to get back into it, you know, with, when they're healthy. The Astros improved by what? 17, 19, 19. Games. I'm gonna keep. Oh my God, your skull every time. <laughs> Thank you. Why? Well, I, I need. I, yeah, I need a reminder. Nineteen games. Man, that's looking like a very tough division. And the A's are blowing it up, man. I mean, they are just. It's as close to a fire sale as you can get without actually having the pickets um, sign outside of Old Coca Coliseum. Yeah, I mean, and this is including. You know, they they also traded Brandon Moss. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Donaldson deal. Which came out nowhere. Yeah. I mean, these are guys that everybody was saying, these these guys that have been involved in the trades, they're the guys that last season everybody was like, these are the guys that are going to put them over the hump. Like, these are the guys that are going to take them further than they've gone, further than they've gone in, in, in quite a while. And all of a sudden, boom, in six months they're gone. Yeah. I mean, just... It's kind of I mean, Josh Reddy came out and said it feels like they're reselling. I mean, yeah. um, rebuilding, rebuilding. Sorry. Yeah, <coughs> and they just got a bunch of players in return. It seems like there's no one really that kind of stands out. Nothing like superstar. What would you grade this trade on both ends? B plus for the for the White Sox. Um, A for the White Sox for me. And then for the um, Athletics, C yes. because they just got a bunch of players. Really? Yeah, C plus. That's why I didn't. No idea what they're doing, but Billy Bean is farther than both of us combined. Um, White Sox also signed closer David Robinson, four years, forty-six million dollar contract. It's a lot of money for for a closer. Uh, glad. Now I'm glad that we didn't that the Astros did sign him because it looks like it would have taken forty-six million, and that would have just been way too much for this team and really any team. I think. Um, they got a guy who finally had a chance to close last year, and uh, you know he's what twenty nine years old, so he's but he's a reliever, so it's not that much of a, you know an impact in his age, I would say, uh, because he's not going to be pitching, you know, he's not going to be pitching two hundred innings this season, anyways. Uh, but if he's he's effective. He can be effective in, again, like we said, a very winnable division uh-huh. um, where he he can shut down uh, a small, a, a, uh, a weaker offense that, you know, could be the Royals, could be the, the Twins. Um, and, he you know, he, he has the potential to shut them down. So, uh, and he proved that last year, you know, by taking over for the, the greatest closer yeah, the greatest ever. ever. So, uh, what would you grade this? The signing, mm-hmm. uh, what was I gave it a B, just because it's forty six million. Same here. I gave it a B minus. He's a good closer, but no relief pitcher should be paid that much for what basically boils down to sixty innings of work a year. Yeah, that's like we railed on the Brandon McCarthy uh, signing. He's only McCarthy's only getting two million more. Right, and as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna. <coughs> He's, he's probably going to he's 175 innings. He'll pitch more innings in one year than Robson <laughs> will pitch in all four of those. Yep. Plus, relievers are so volatile. I wouldn't give a reliever more than three years. So, yeah. I mean, he's good, but still. Because, um, I mean, look at that happened with uh, Papelbon. Papelbon and uh, Soriano. <coughs> Nationals. 
Yeah, they're ready to ship him off town. They're ready to put him on the platoon boat and <laughs> sail him out on the Potomac. Uh, all right, we're going from the White Sox to the Red Sox. Uh, let's go with the trade. Red Sox and Tigers trade. The Red Sox are getting pitcher Rick Parcello. The Tigers are getting outfielder Yonez Suspedes, pitcher Alex Wilson, and pitcher Gabe Spear. Oh, those there were more players. I thought it was just one for one. Oh, no. Okay. I saw that when I was writing this down. I saw the Red Sox were trading away Gabe, and I thought that was Gabe Kapler. I was like, how long has he been playing? <laughs> he was on the 2004 World Series team. I gave the Tigers a B minus. Oh, same here. We agree. Because. It's not it's <laughs> Because Cespedes is going to... Cespedes isn't that good. He's going to a better lineup, I think, for a full season. Um, he is going to a crowded outfield, though. Well, he just left one. Right. He's going back to a, or to another crowded outfield, I guess. Um, so I don't know how... Unless, uh, unless J.D. Martinez decides not to... Hit again. Yeah. Then that, that'll... Make things simpler for this team, but um, it's just weird, and it's just kind of sad seeing him being shipped around so much in you know, six months' time. Uh, and for the for the Red Sox, I gave I gave him a B. Porcello is only twenty five. Is he twenty five or twenty six? Oh, I gotta check that. Wow, because wow. that'd be much younger than I thought he was. Yeah, and I thought he was like twenty eight or something. No, 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 he's. Because he started when he was 20. So I think he's 25 now. Yeah. And so He'll be 26 when the season starts. Which is pretty nice for this guy. I mean, and he's going to be... Well, unless they do something else, he'll be, what, maybe the third starter? Which isn't a bad spot to be for. And he's playing with a pretty good defense. A third starter. Third Ooh. Who else is in that rotation? <clears throat> um, Buckles. Ooh. I'm not sure Ace things have gone terribly wrong. Yeah. <coughs> Buckles and... Well, they just signed um, Justin Masterson one year, $9.8 million. Yeah, that... Uh, Coming back to being town. Yeah, I give it a C-minus. He's already, what, 30 years old-ish? Yeah, I give it a B-minus. Yeah, I mean, it's not... He's not going to be... He's not the, the missing piece for that team. Let's, no, let's be not. honest. Uh, Porcello is has a better chance of being a more impactful pitcher than I think Masterson will, mm-hmm. um, just considering his age um, and the level of success that he has had in uh, you know in five years. I mean, when you start out at 20 years old and you know he went, I think his first year he went like 13 and 10, which is pretty good for a 20 year old pitcher. You know, he didn't really get blown up right away. Um, he struggled as all rookies do. Yeah, but he. Has over, I think the past two, two or three years, he's really leveled, leveled off and kind of shown teams like the consistent pitcher that he's probably going to be going forward. Wow. Um, so, Red Sox to Purcell, you gave that a B? Uh, I gave the Red Sox a B. Uh, I gave him a B plus. We both gave the Tigers a B minus and the Masterson, tri- the Masterson sign, and you gave it a C-. C minus, and I gave it a B minus. There's no bad one-year deals. So yeah. yeah. All right. So we've covered the teams that have 
done the most, I guess, uh, for the most part. Or the that have <coughs> that have uh, made the most headlines, I think, with their their deals. Some of these teams have actually had probably a couple more deals during that time, but really not worth noting. Um, but we want to wrap up this show. Yes. Are you ready to wrap up the show with uh, our uh, quick hits? Quick hit. Well, I don't know if we can say that. Or we, we just call it that. We just did. We'll be all right. Uh, rapid hits. What? You're afraid someone's going to come after us? Hey, it's possible. <laughs> you know. Um, okay. So look, who, who are we looking at? Also, um, Brandon Moss got traded to the Indians. Um, Good trade for the Indians if he stays healthy. Yeah. You talk about another guy who's had an issue with concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I believe he had a hip surgery in the offseason, so we'll see how he does when he comes back. Yep. Um, uh, Francisco Liriano. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to grade that one first? Oh, that one? Um, I'll give it a B minus. C, because you're playing a risk right there with concussions and hip injuries. Yeah. All right, next one. Francisco Liriano re-signed with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Three years, $39 million. If he's a Francisco Liriano of 2013, totally worth it. If he's a Francisco Liriano of 2014, totally not worth it. Totally not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. I wouldn't. Again, the Pirates are one of those teams, because of their payroll situation, they cannot afford to make a mistake like the Red Sox, Yankees, Cubs can do. Yeah. It's weird to talk about the Cubs as a big market team right now. But yeah. Well, they finally opened up the, the change first. Uh, Liriano, graded. I gave it a C. Plus. Boom. Same thing. We were in agreement. Uh, what's the next one you got? Oh, well, this is my last one that I want to talk about. Oh, uh, there's one more I want to talk about. I don't oh, know where you're going. Let's, let's talk about that one. Okay. Kendrick Morales signed with the Royals two years, $17 million. Oh, boy. Guy's what forty years old. <laughs> he's about two hundred and fifty pounds, I think, and he's a DH. They, they, I mean, they basically got country breakfast and country brunch at the same time. I mean, obviously, he's replacing. Billy this Butler. is like country nap, okay? He hasn't been the same since he broke his leg in two thousand ten. That devastating leg break. And he's come back with the Angels, uh, play with who did you play with last year in the Mar- He played like the with the Twins and then the Mariners. Mariners. Yeah, hit two eighteen last year, below average defensively and offensively. His WAR wins above replacement negative one point seven. Wait, he played defense last year. That's hey, it says unbelievable. Here. Yeah, look, that's his WAR. That means you could literally just got a guy from the AAA, just pulled up a guy, and he'd have done better than Morales did. And he gets two years and seventeen million dollars. Eight and a half million a year. That's ridiculous. How did the Royals make the World Series last year? We're not with guys like that. They made it last year with defense and putting the ball into play. Small ball hitting. Morales does neither of these. <laughs> it's what? Two steps forward, three <coughs> steps back, it seems like. I mean, or one step forward, two steps back, or whatever you want to say. Because... <clears throat> Even though we don't know how they're going to respond coming into the season, you thought, looking at 2014, it's like, wow, they've finally broken through. Broken through. Our and, friend Matt can live his life. Right. They, they you know, turn, turn a page. Um, but it looks like they're, it just feels like they're going back to the Royals of old. Mm-hmm. And this is... Sub-signing. Yeah. I don't get this. 
Agreed. Yeah. Um, one that confuses me even more. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Grade, oh, okay. Great. Oh, uh, C minus. I'm going old Homestar runner. F minus minus. <laughs> minus. This was terrible. God awful. They will be ruining the day they signed this contract six weeks in. I'll give it a D just because. You're I, lesser grade than I am? No, because the one that confuses me even more than Kendrick Morales is still technically better, I would say. A better signing, mm-hmm. uh, just because of what you'll get <coughs> compared to Morales. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't go any can't go any lower than a D. No. Uh, so this this deal I gave it off the bat uh, a C minus. That's okay. as low as I could go. That's as high as I could go. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, but because it's just I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Too much, in fact. You've texted me. And I was like, you were in love with this man or something. You're no, like, no, I wasn't in love. I was confused. Like, tell, tell the people. Tell the people. We're talking, we're talking Big Irv, according to you. You don't know. Uh, Matthew Barry, that's what he calls him. You call him Big Irv. Big Irv. Irv Santana. I'll do it. Four years, $54 million signing with the Twins. With the fifth year at $14 million, uh, $14 million vesting option or uh, $1 million buyout. This guy's 31 years old. Okay. There's um, a chance that it could be five years, $68 million. The Big Irv. A guy who's 31 years old, who, as far as I can remember, you know, it used to I, it used to be me looking at the trading cards, the statistics of every, you know, the, each new year's worth of trading cards, looking at the stats. But now it's each year looking at my computer screen when I'm doing fantasy baseball. This guy, one year is like one of like a top 20 starter in baseball. The next year is like an awful, awful pitcher. The next year is back up to like top 25 in baseball. The next year, he's awful again. He is the epitome of roller coaster, man. And I think for some, I I forgot to, or didn't get a chance to to go back and look, but I think this is his second multi-year deal that he's had in his career. It is. Let me go back. Because he had, what, the three-year, if I remember correctly, it was a three-year deal with the Angels, um, 2010 to 2012. Let me go make sure. I'm on fan graphs. We love your fan graphs. I'm sorry, four years, $30 million. Yeah, $30 million. And the Angels' defense, when they signed him, that was 2009, he was 26. They were only expecting him to get better. And he just got more topsy turvy, more not top, well, not topsy turvy, but more you know roller coaster y. I don't know. Two thousand nine's ERA was five point zero three. Two thousand ten three point nine two. Two thousand eleven three point three eight. Two thousand twelve five point one six. Yeah, I mean, what what is that? <laughs> what what is that, man? That's Look a roller coaster. You went up for two years and you came crashing back down. 2005, 12 wins. 2006, 16 wins. Again, you get these wins. But but it's all the same. I mean, it is across the board. It's all the same. It's up and down, up and down. You and these wins. Right. You were looking at ERA. I'm looking at wins as well. Up and down. Either way. It, it, it's mind-blowing. And they give him $54 million guaranteed. And who's giving him this money? The Twins. What have the Twins done in the last week that made you think they're financially responsible? They gave $10 million for the Tory Hunter. 
I think now that I've gotten this all off my chest, I can probably sleep easier tonight. Not that I wasn't sleeping easy because of that. <coughs> I just haven't had much sleep. And that was a, a rec- um, great. Uh, C minus. Same here. Yeah, I mean, you, because now you're getting a 31 year old up and down pitcher, you know. If he was 26 years old, you chalk it up to, oh, he's 26, he's still trying to he's still get growing. his bearings. Yeah, he's still growing. This guy's 31 years old. He should have it together by now. And he is what he, he does have it together. He, he is what I he is. So. It's like the same thing when people are complaining complain about Jay Cutler. Over time, you are what you are. He is very inconsistent. No one should pay him longer than two years. <laughs> Man, it's <coughs> mind-boggling. Yes, I mean, but I understand. If you're going to do that, you might as well make up at least make an attempted Scherzer for the Twins. I don't understand what they're doing. Are like this and the Hunter contract? Are they making the playoffs next year? Does he does he become their number one starter? <laughs> for that kind of money? Oh, hold on! Oh, hold on! Let me go through the rotation from last year. Oh God, he might be. I mean, for that much money, you might as well have gone after uh, Scherzer or Lester, man. Uh, let's see. Phil Hughes, Kyle Gibson, Nicky Norlas- Ricky Norlasco, um, Kevin Correa, Johan Pint- Pinto. <laughs> yeah, he becomes the number one. Him or, F- or Hughes. Yeah, Hughes had a great year last year. Yeah. <laughs> what is that, man? I know, that's... that's- I don't know. <laughs> like, I wonder where all the you talk about the the Astros and the Cubs having a great minor league system. Where's the Twins? Because you know they got uh, Buxton and Sano. What else is there? Uh, Trevor May is supposed to be on the up and up. He had a brief uh, shot at the majors this past season. Didn't really do that well. Seven point eight eight. Eight eight R ERA will do that to you. Yep, and there's a couple, there's another guy that, um, but I think he got hurt as well. Their other top star starting pitching prospect. Oh, I have no faith in the Missile Twins. Yeah, <laughs> are they the Colorado Rockies of the AL in terms of farm system? What do you mean? They get all these chances to to draft, you know, high, high level prospects, and they they don't pan out. For a while there, that was the uh, Kansas City Royals. Sorry, Matt. Um, as well. <coughs> they get high level and they keep swinging and missing. Would you say the Mariners? No, not at all. Oh, well, Walker's they had their pitching. Paxton had a great year when he, he was hurt. And then, well, he had two great starts at the beginning of the season. <coughs> He got hurt, and when he got off the disabled list, he pitched very well at the end, by the end of the season. Um, yeah, I guess it's what it was. I guess you're right. Yeah. Oh, man. What a way to, to wrap up this show, man. What a downer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Twins don't kill my vibe. Um, anything else you want to say, people? Next podcast, we're going to do... We're going to look at the Astros. Astros. I, I know you're probably thinking, where are the Astros? We we'll, we wanted to... We want to focus on our team a little more, give them more of our attention, um, so we wouldn't have to really rush through it. Because uh, I'm interested in, in what they've done so far. Um, 
So we'll also do some predictions. Surely go wrong. Yeah. Try to predict where Shurs is going, where the milkman will be delivering. <laughs> Hopefully not PEDs. Yeah. I can say that he got suspended. He did. He did. Um, anybody else? Uh, I'm sure we can. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find somebody. We'll have some folks for you uh, to uh, listen to, or for us to talk about, so you can See? enjoy it. Uh, but as always, we appreciate all the love and support. We are now on Twitter, like the yes. alluded to. I am now on Twitter. Um, I'm still trying to get used to it. So once I get the hang of it, what's, we'll your, start. what's your Twitter handle? Hang, uh, Twitter handle at at a n t underscore Garcia two eighty eight. All right, that's the best I could come up with. That wasn't already taken. Mine is um, at DQ327, and for our blog, it's at 288 underscore, because at 288 was already taken by someone who was only tweeted one time. And it's at 288. Underscore. No, but like the words. Yeah, at 288. Not 288, but... <coughs> That's why I said it out. Oh, okay. What? Well, good one. What am I going to do with you? All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.